This episode of the Fresh Start Family Show is brought to you by our Quick Start Learning Bundle, how to build a compassionate, firm, and kind discipline toolkit that works with kids of all ages. Head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash discipline to grab your Quick Start Bundle so you can get going today on building up a strong, compassionate, discipline toolkit in your home. Well, hey there, I'm Stella. Welcome to my mom and dad's podcast, The Fresh Start Family Show. We're so happy you're here. We're inspired by the ocean, Jesus, and rock and roll, and believe deeply in the true power of love and kindness. Together, we hope to inspire you to expand your heart, learn new tools, and strengthen your family. Enjoy the show. Well, hey there, families, and welcome to a new episode of the Fresh Start Family Show. We are so honored to be here with Sean Donahue this morning. Good morning, Sean. Good morning. Good, good morning, Terry, Wendy. How are you guys doing? Thanks for having me. Yeah, we are good. So families, we are going to be talking today about something that we don't talk that much about because so many families that follow our work here at Fresh Start Family have little kids. Have Which is a great place to start, but (laughs) yeah. You got to start somewhere. Yeah. I know, yes. Um, But of course, there are so many of you out there who have older kids too. So today we're going to talk with Sean about his specialty, which is the second generation of raising children, right? The first generation, I I think, is a whole different ballpark than the second generation when you have kids that, you know, are, um, I don't know, get 10... 10 past, which of course we call the tween and teen years. So Sean's going to talk to us today about staying connected while keeping firm boundaries and limits with modern teens and tweens. And we're super interested in this too, because our 12 year old is, has kind of going on, she might even be going on like her twenties. I don't even, I know. even know if she's going uh, on 12. teens. Yeah. 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 I'm, I've got, I'm in it. I'm in the thick of it too. I've got three daughters, yeah. 15, 11 and four. So real spaced out and I'll be raising babies for a long time. Yeah. That's so awesome, Sean. Three girls. I love it. Cool. And you said 15. What was the second one? 11. 11. Okay. Yeah. So four. And four. Cool. And any, are any of your girls strong-willed? Like have that kind of oh, that strong definitely. power? <laughs> well, we used to be just two and now we're going three for three right now. It's <laughs> All know, right. the oldest. Yes. So she has uh, learned a lot about myself and a lot about strong-willed kids from my oldest daughter. Yes. She is yes. Uh, one. Yes. They're such blessings, right? Crazy they to raise, really but man, they are such blessings to the world. Absolutely, so. yeah. It's one thing to write, you know, to study teenagers, right? To spend my whole life reading books about them, helping other parents with them, spending yeah. countless amounts of hours with them. But then when you have them right in your own home and you're living it out, man, that is an adventure. Yes, absolutely. Oh my gosh. All right. Well, I'll, I'll do a quick intro and then Sean, I'm going to pass the mic back to you so you can just tell us a little bit more about why you became, you know, why you got into your work okay. and why you're passionate about this. Sure. Um, yeah. So guys, Sean is a family coach and gosh, he does incredible incredible work. Um, So he has helped thousands of young men and women become mature, kind, responsible, loving adults, many of whom have now become happy, healthy parents themselves. He's been working with families for a long time as a family coach and um, 
like I said, we're just so excited to have you here because I think the work you're doing in the world is so incredible, Sean, and it's especially wonderful, I think, to have a guy in this space, right? I mean, we need yeah. more incredible men um, like you, like Terry, who are just invested in their families and who are on board um, to um, just be a new generation of fathers, um, and I just really, really respect your work. So I'm going to pass the mic over to you. If you could just tell us a little bit about sure. your story, why you became a family coach, and why you love, um, why you help helping families and kids. Yeah. Well, uh, I think, uh, obviously, any I would think that most people kind of in this space, they have like some childhood stories that obviously are connected to it. But usually when I tell people where my story starts, I go back to about 15 years ago. I'm a new parent. We got our first daughter. Her name's Maddie. And we're watching a lot of TV, right? Just like normal, everyday parents. You're overwhelmed trying to figure <laughs> out how to be an adult. I'm trying to figure out how to be married. We get pregnant six months into our marriage and uh, it's just a hot mess so now uh, let's fast forward i'm in chuck e cheese right and my (laughs) kids bowling other kids right she's she's pushing them she's biting them like what is going on what do i do here i don't know what to do with these kids like i was working with teenagers at the time so i was like oh can you just like be 16 right now and i can actually like connect with you (laughs) so there's this tv show on it's called the the super nanny now you and i are probably about the same age i'm 41 years old how old are you guys yes yeah 44 44 yeah i mean 42 what a hell am i I love you. I love you so much. I just had a birthday. I love you so much. And I get much. so confused because he's two right. years older and I got confused I love, there. You know, it, it, <laughs> we don't keep track anymore. This it's, is what parenting does to you. It's, you're 43. You're 43, dear. Okay, What's going to happen like when you're like 10 years older? Like It's going to be worse. Just pick a number. Oh, yeah. There yeah. you go. So there's this uh, show called The Super Nanny. It's yeah. a huge hit. It's on TV. I'm watching this English lady named Joe go into these people's houses. And every episode's kind of the same, right? She, at the beginning, yeah. she sits there with her arms crossed, just like watching and judging people. And the kids are out of control, unruly. The parents <laughs> are overwhelmed. And I'm like, wow, this looks familiar. And I don't know. You maybe even said, like, if you watch the show, what I said, like, I wish the Super Nanny would come to my house. Like, yeah. Give me some tips and uh then i started really thinking deeply about what she was doing because really uh even though looking back now i don't agree with a lot of her principles yeah, what she same. was doing was emotionally <laughs> connecting with yeah. the kids with the parents and yeah. she was giving creative parent coaching and i was working with teenagers at the time and i said gosh this is like a great idea like no one's doing this like going into the messiness the rawness of someone's home and just like being a peacemaker, like bringing tools, bringing emotional quotient, bringing creativity to bring the family unit together. And I was like, look, people like me, like counselor, coaches type people, we're just like temporary in people's lives. Like I'm just here for a season of this parent's life. But like the family is forever. And so I said to my wife, I think I'm going to I, I think I know what I want to do. I want to become like the teen super nanny. I don't know. Growing up to do, I got a lot of I got a lot of reading to do, and so yeah, that's just one thing led to another, and uh, started my. It used to be called Sean Donahue Family Coaching, and then had like a lot of speaking and a lot more speaking. Ten family waiting lists, hired more people, and now we have this creative process where we just have teen coaching, family coaching, and parent coaching experiences. Yeah. Oh, wow, so that's awesome. cool. That is so cool. Um, it is interesting too how a show like that can be so um, can connect people too because it does expose a lot of rawness that I think most people try to 
I don't know if they um, on purpose try to hide it, but most people are very guarded about like exposing the the realness of what's going on within the four walls. There, there's some yeah. sort of stigma sure. around it. It's so yeah. painful, Terry. It's so in, it can be so embarrassing. Feel so alone. I mean, yeah. and and now it's like the stories I hear every day. I mean, these are painful stories and like you imagine your everyday mom or dad you go to work and yeah how's your kid doing always oh she's going to ohio state next year yeah i was going to oregon state doing great and happy boyfriend and then you're like you know oh yeah it's my kid doesn't talk with me or there's vaping addiction or they're always on a screen or yeah they said they hate me leave me alone i mean this is like talk about disillusionment right because we have kids because we want to be close we want to share our lives. We want to be mentors. We want memories, right? And uh, it's just so painful. And yeah. People don't talk about that enough, but I do. I do. So I don't want to be yeah. a downer here on your show. But no. But just talking about reality of what modern parenting teens is like now. It is, it is painful for a high percentage of families. Yes, Sean, we are big fans of the vulnerability and honesty side of things. So in our membership program, it's called the Bonfire. That is like, we love it. That is, we love to get to the root of the problem, right? And as you know, as a parent educator, um, if parents can just be honest with us, then we can actually help them, right? It's when there's a facade up, right? Or if there's right. not like a... Um, admitting of like maybe their behaviors that are the modeling that they're doing right i love it like so we literally try so hard to mentor our parents and model for them also i think as someone who's in the in the parenting education space i'm always trying to model that right and when i when i mess up or when i have a behavior where i'm like whoa that was nuts like i just modeled to my kid exactly how i don't want them to behave or if we have a blow up or especially when my kids were really little I'd just laugh and as a, you know, I'd be like, oh, great. I got to tell my members about this one. Right. <laughs> but it just creates right. this environment of like, hey, let's be honest, right? Because yes, inside of my membership program, it's the same thing. There is intensity going on. There is tantrums. There is crazy revenge misbehavior. There are parents losing their mind, not being able to have self-control. There is very unpeaceful conflict resolution going on when families first find this work, right? And as soon as they expose that and say, here's the reality. When all the windows are closed, the doors are closed, no one's watching us, we're not in the middle of the grocery store, this is actually what's going on, and I need help. I'm on my knees, I'm ready to get the help. And right. yes. And what I love about what you do, Sean, is um, you know, it's it is such a reality, right? When when you tell families listening right now, like, hey, it's intense. Like once your kids get to the teen years, I really think you as a parent educator, a family life coach or a family coach, you have a higher degree of difficulty, right? Because I mean, you have your own ways and incredible, um, uh, wonderful you know, ways to get, get families back connected and get teens, um, you know, redirected sure. yeah. towards the light. And I think it's a higher degree of difficulty because once you get teens to that point, there are years and years and layers of habits. And I want families to listen right now and just remember that, yes, what Sean is going to talk to us today is so important about kids that are older. And it's actually going to be the same exact thing (laughs) as when your kids are little, right? The strategies and the, the method, like the theory, you could call it today, what we're talking about. 
um, and I'm going to go over the outline here in a second here, but um, it's really the same with kids of all ages. And the earlier you can start these principles and this idea of having closeness and peaceful conflict resolution and, you know, s strong rules, but also flexibility in your parenting, like the more you can do that from a very young age, the better chance I believe you have at success with actually having kids um, and having a joyful relationship and existence with your tweens and teens as they get older, right? And I and I see that all the time in the families I work with. If they can, the more they're invested, the more time they put in, the more they prioritize their family in the early years, the easier it is in the later years. And it's never too late. <laughs> I totally agree. I, I mean, we are creatures of habit and every human being invests in things. We either reinvest in our Netflix experience or yeah. investing in this or that. So yeah, I really, I love what you're saying there because kind of what we're trying to do here is we're just trying to make like growing as a parent, the new normal, right? Like yeah. it's normal to like, just say, Hey, I don't have it all figured out. I need tools. And this is kind of what I love about our generation of parents, especially just extra shout out to like the men that might be listening to this yes. because like, I don't think I, my dad, like he, he, he went, he did. I don't think he ever went to like a parenting seminar or read <laughs> any parenting book, right? Nice. Come on now. Brian Donahue is not doing that. <laughs> Shout out to my dad right now who might be listening. No, but like there's a lot of men listening to this right now. And when I go and do all this speaking at schools or things, every, every time I go, I see more and more men there because yeah. men are really wanting to like embrace this role of, of uh, like a new masculinity, a new fatherhood of emotional intelligence and connection and building a healthy foundation and break all these cycles that have been going on. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's, and we refer to like a lot of this stuff as tools and there's nothing more stereotypically uh, men than tools. But like <laughs> our dad's generation was kind of like they, you reach in the toolbox and there was like a hammer and a screwdriver. And right. they did the best they could with that hammer and that screwdriver. Yes. But today now people are like, but I, I've got a laser guided level now and I've got... <laughs> You know, how about we sand the edge of that? And like, right. wait, what, what grit sandpaper am I going to use on this situation? You know, so right. let's make it easier because good tools make things easier. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Oh, my gosh. That's kind of like my that's our mission statement. We love to, you know, we help make parenting teens easier and more enjoyable. That's right. Awesome. Oh, I love it, Sean. That is such a good analogy, you guys. OK, well, cool. Well, let's get right into all of the incredible wisdom that you're going to share with our listeners today. So um, like I said, we're talking about how to stay connected while keeping firm boundaries and limits with modern teens and tweens. Or I really, like I said, lump this into the second generation of your child's existence in your home. I think we all we always say parenting is a marathon, not a sprint, right? We have 18 plus years. Most of our kids are now with us for like 23. <laughs> it's not 18 anymore. It's definitely not 18. No. Yeah. I don't know. Our daughter, who's our 12 and a half year old, she's going to be the one that's like out. Like she's ready to be off to UCLA or New York City. Like I swear she's going to be the kid when she's like, as soon as she graduates, she's going to be out, which is exactly what yeah. I did. But my little right. guy, I feel like is going to probably be here until he's like 25 and I'm going to have to like right. speed him out the door at 30. <laughs> That's why this conversation is going to be lively and like challenging and weird because like I have a my oldest daughter, she's 15. Yeah, and yeah she's the same way. She wants to get out, which is so wonderful for her. You know, right. I got out. I was gone right after high school. Yeah. And that's totally normal and great. They want to establish independence. They want to be different people. 
the the day that you know that, that she got dressed and she looked and somebody said, "Oh my gosh, you're dressed just like your mother," <laughs> right? And it's like that the next day, right? Our kids are dyeing their hair black or purple right. or blue, and they're changing their outfits because they want to be different. They want to be. Yes. And so, how do we establish closeness, connection with these kids who love us and we love them, but they're kind of in this wonderful, unique stage of life? Let's chat for a hot sec, openly and honestly about what your discipline toolkit looks like in your home right now. If you're anything like most parents, you're relying on the hand-me-down set you inherited. Timeouts, spankings, threatening of spankings, taking iPads away, three, two, one countdowns, groundings, taking away toys, e-bikes, iPhones, any or all of those kind of tactics that create a total relationship strain and don't even work long-term to end your child's misbehavior for good. Meaning you might spank your child or send them to timeout today for being air quotes mean to their sister or disrespecting you, but then three days from now, they're repeating the same misbehavior, which causes you to flip your lid because you know they know better. I want to help you learn a new way so you could end the vicious cycle that's keeping you stuck as a parent and causing you to feel super frustrated that nothing is working to get your strong-willed, stubborn child to behave better. My team and I have recently completely refreshed our Compassionate Discipline Quick Start Learning Bundle to help you learn a new way to teach your kids important life lessons, a new way to help your children learn from their mistakes and take responsibility for their actions. You can just DM me the word shift over on Instagram. I'm at Fresh Start Wendy, and I'll personally send you a message with a link to download this free bundle. I'm going to help you shift out of a punishment mindset and into a compassionate discipline one where you fully trust that connection-based, firm and kind discipline tools are all you need to be a strong leader in your home who holds your kids responsible when they misbehave, but does it in a way where they are learning the vital life skills they are missing when they mess up. So again, just DM me the word shift over on Instagram. I'm at Fresh Start Wendy, or you can head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash discipline to grab your free bundle now. I am so excited for you to shift out of feeling guilty and shameful when you lay your head on your pillow at night and shift into feeling confident and proud of the way you handled yourself as a parent, even when you were wildly triggered and upset about the mistake your child made. Okay, I'm excited for you to dive into this free resource. I'll see you in my DMs and inside the free discipline bundle. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh my gosh. I cannot, I cannot wait to hear all your wisdom. Okay, you guys. So Sean's first, he's going to talk to us about prioritizing closeness and how important that is. Um, number two, he's going to talk to us about aiming for strong rules and limits with flexibility. And then number three, incorporating win-wins or um, bending with parameters and, and um, having peaceful conflict negotiation in your home. So kick yeah. us off with number one. So yeah. Yeah. Um, so pri- uh, prioritizing closeness. Um, Gosh, the, yes. Just tell us more about this because I well, love I don't, this topic. I don't, I don't personally. I don't. I don't think people talk about closeness enough. Yeah. Uh, you. you are we. You know. A lot of people might call it connection closeness. And you know, if you go online and Google something about teens, you're going to see a lot of stupid stuff. Yeah. You're going to first of all, you're going to see a lot of fear. Yeah. Right. Okay. Oh my gosh, this TikTok's going to ruin your kid's life, or they're going to get kidnapped, or hey, everyone's vaping. Or like, hey, this is kids are all like anxious. Everybody's horrible. These kids are is just a lot of garbage. Right. 
Like, and you go to like a seminar, you're gonna might hear even more garbage stuff. Like, hey, uh, did you know that this percentage of teenagers are doing this? And <laughs> did you know that uh, kids are on screens too much? It's like, hey, wow, thank you so right. much. But <laughs> I came down here. No, yeah. even more freaked out. <laughs> right. It's like, and then what's challenging is you get a talking head like me. You're coming on, and it's like, yeah, like someone says something like. Hey, uh, step number three, be close, and then you move on. But right. you have to really sit on closeness for a second because the parents I talk to, it is like it's not easy. This is challenging. Like this is supposed to be funny when I was to say. Like one of my clients, you know, in one of our online experience, she said like she was being serious. <laughs> it was recently. She said, like, well what do I do? Like, tell me, when I come my kid comes out of his bedroom in the morning. I'm sorry, I'm laughing right now. <laughs> she laughed too. Yeah. And he says he says, I'm gonna try to I'm alright, I'm gonna do some acting right now. I took one acting class at Santa Barbara City College. Nice. Back Here it comes. So, here we go. Okay. He, he says, uh uh Hey good morning honey. Shut up, leave me alone. <laughs> hey, can you make me a bagel? Yeah. <laughs> like, that's literally what he says. Yeah. It's like someone needs to write a parenting teen book called that. Like, yeah, that's yes. shut up on Can You Make Me a Babel? Raising Modern Teens, right? Sean, like, it's so true. Yeah. Yes. Right. So, like, and like, what about the, the teenagers that are, you know, that are literally in their room, like on their screens a ton, like, leave me alone. Hey, do you want to go to the Cherry Festival together? No, I don't want to go. Right. That's so stupid. And you are. Don't yeah, want to be right. around you. You're I don't like cherries. Me. Thought you thought you knew I didn't like cherries. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> I know. Gosh, gosh. Right. Yeah. Hey, do you want to? Uh, let's all come to dinner tonight. No, I don't. I don't want to. I'm doing this right. So, like, if you ask ten people, even like, what does closeness feel like to you? If you ask ten adults, you're actually going to get ten different responses. Yeah. Right. And so, c- closeness is complicated. It's unique, and this is why raising kids is so hard because you might have a close connection at age 11 and then something happens hormones pain something and age 12 it's like where'd it go right like i'm yeah. actually experiencing this my oldest daughter we used to have a a vibe where we were doing this and that and then we spent the last two years spent a lot of time at coffee shops or boba tea yeah and now she's not do that anymore right it's like, okay, what are we gonna new do? season season so now we're like watching sci-fi movies together which is i'm so thankful for um cool but yeah like you know think of it this way like okay how do you feel guys if some um like random stranger knocks on your door and they try to convert you to their religion how would you right. feel about that <laughs> right. you hide you literally hide Right. How do you got this? Well, there's a joke around my house that I, you know, I actually talk to to people. Oh yes, he and does, so, yeah. so when they would start coming back, Wendy would just yell to me, she's, "Your people are here." She's like, <laughs> "Your people." Uh, how would you feel if some like kind of random dude at your workplace or like an acquaintance comes to you and says, "Hey, I want to talk to you about converting to my political party." Right. Would you like? Right. Would you, oh my gosh, I'm so interested in that. Tell me about what's wrong with my political beliefs or my religion, right? So, like, so this is kind of what it feels like to be a teen, right? We have our values. We have our beliefs about what we think's right, about what we think's wrong, whether it be how our daughters dress, about how our sons uh, comb their hair, about how much time people spend on this app or this app. And Mm -hmm. when we try to share that, it's kind of like, to them, it's kind of like that. Like, who the hell are you to come and tell me? about you know about 
how much time I spent on FaceTime with my friends during quarantine. Right. So then what I have discovered of 20 years of just listening to teenagers and parents is, is closeness really matters, right? Yeah. Because if somebody you really, really love and respect, you know they love you. They've shown that love. They've pursued you and they've used their words gently um, to really pursue you, right? If they earn the right to be heard. Right. And they say, hey, I'd love to talk with you about something that's close to me. <laughs> Can we talk? Well, the chances that you are going to say, yeah, of course, what's on your mind goes way up, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. So if you're trying to get your kids to be like you or to have your values, you know, it, closeness really matters, right? Oh my gosh. Matters. Oh. So it, would you say that, I mean, there's definitely, it seems like a, a an element of patience and kind of parking, like you, you may have an agenda in your head, but you got to kind of park that way off to the side in order to actually achieve this closeness. Yeah, we all have agendas in our head, Terry. We all, it's like, yeah. this is, this is good. It's, it's normal that we have agendas, right? That we want to mold and shape our kids like bonsai trees or whatever, right? Yeah. We all have that. If you don't have that, you got a problem, right? It means right. you're not engaged. Like, where are you? You know what I mean? I think of it like this. I was actually thinking of this. I was thinking about the, the show uh, Lost. Did you ever watch Lost? Yeah. Sure. Yeah, a little bit. Okay, Lost. Okay, so imagine like if you're on a plane, right? And, uh, and the plane crashes and you're on an island and all the adults die except for you and like a bunch of young people. Okay. And you're thinking, okay, these kids really need me here because I'm old and I got wisdom. And so you go, hey, everybody from the plane crash, come on over. Hey, hey, what's up, everybody? My name is an adult and I care about you guys. And I did watch this show Lost, but so I also watch a lot of 90s reality TV shows about people getting stranded in the, in, on islands. So I really feel like I can help us all create structure here and have a society like in the TV show Lost and these young people are going to be like who the hell are you your age means nothing to me like get out of my life like this is Lord of the Flies action I'm going to do what I want to do right and so right so I think a lot of modern parents we think we just have this right to because we're their uh, we you know we're their parents right we gave them birth we adopted them we housed them but no I think you know, earning the right to be heard really is a, a is a great like <clears throat> cliche to really think about modern parenting because kids these days are tough. They yeah. have a lot of opinions. They have a lot of YouTube. They have a lot of information. Yeah, so, yeah, they do, Sean. And it's crazy that it's it's like and nothing's ever changed. It's all the same, right? Like as far as like closeness and this is this is gonna be good, but tough, tough for me because as I'm listening to you, it's like. Man, the emotions start to stir because mm-hmm. remember with my own dad, love him so much, amazing father. But I remember the switch when I started to become a teen and all the stuff starts to happen, right? Like you yeah. just, like, you know, we always say in a Fresh Start family, it's a power surge stage of life. So you're going to, you have a toddler in your house, for sure. You're going to, they're going to want to push their autonomy. They're going to want to do it themselves. They're going to want to say, no, I can't. No, you can't make me. I'll do what I want. And then once you have tweens and teens, you can count on it too, right? Like the pushback and their independence. And yes. I want to have black fingernails. Stella just told us the other night, 
Yeah. 12, she's 12 and a half. Her best friend decided she's going to go emo, <laughs> which means, you know, she's going to do all black. She's going to paint her fingernails yeah. and, and yeah. we're cracking up. Um, so anyways, so right. it happens, right? Like, but my dad, as wonderful as he was, he didn't know what to do with that. He didn't have coaches. He didn't have the, you know, any, right. anyone to help him. So he just saw it as like this um, offensive move. I remember we used to drive my grandmother. She passed away and she left us her... 66 or 77, I forget what year it was, Yellow Nova. So it was this car that um, was so embarrassing. It was yellow and I called it the Yellow Banana. And in middle school, I just wanted him to drop me off across the street. And I remember that was like kind of the beginning of our divide where he, instead of trying to like just come close, it just was a divide of like, oh, she wants nothing to do with me. And I was like, well, I don't really want anything to do with you (laughs) because I want to be out with my, my friends I'm embarrassed of the Yellow Nova, which turned into she th- she's embarrassed of everything. And what's crazy is now, and so what happened was as we moved forward, um, you know, as I went through my teen years, I loved, I loved my parents. But yeah. because there wasn't a closeness, there was no counseling. There was no mentorship. There was no like, yep. hey, let's go um, to the car show together on Sunday morning and get donuts and just establish that closeness so then... When you have a problem, I'm the one you come to, or I'm the one you trust, or I can talk to you about that rule you just broke. Because it turned into, like, not great experiences when we had a conflict over rules. Like, heavy, heavy stuff happened, you know? And so it just hits me so deeply that um, I think here at Fresh Start Family, we're so passionate about breaking painful generational cycles. And that's an example yes. of one that doesn't happen to have, that doesn't happen to have, um, have to happen to you. Blah, blah, blah. blah, blah. That doesn't have to happen, have to, happen to you right. when that happens with your team, because you can count on it happening and you can slow down and not take it offensively and work hard to remain that close, that mm-hmm. the closeness, because it might be hard. And that's where people like Sean come in. But trust me, stick with it because I can see that happening with our daughter right now, right? Like she's, I'm starting to get the hurt of like, why don't you want us with you? She just wants us right. to drop her off at the beach alone right. on the 4th About, of July I, weekend oh during the world. That's, that's scary, right? That's scary. It's yes. emotional. Like you're talking about, you're, you're highlighting yeah. something that should be talked about more. Like parenting is emotional. It's yes. constant, emotional. And parenting is not about controlling parenting is really about controlling ourselves i mean i was at the playground just like two days ago with my four-year-old yeah and i see another four-year-old there and my heart like light lights up right because i'm like oh my gosh she hasn't been around four-year-olds in three months because of freaking quarantine right yeah watching her and she's like whispering to me i was like yeah go ask her if she wants to play so she goes (laughs) up and she faces rejection Oh, yes, yes. I'm like, what is happening inside of me right now? I felt like I was going to die. I was like, what is happening? I want to rescue you. I want to scold. I want to react. It's just like, yes, it's like, so, right, if we as parents can just understand, like, hey, parenting really has more to do with us and our emotions and what comes out of our mouth (laughs) when those emotions what comes out of our mouth matters. Right. So do you think, do do you think, uh, I mean, it it sounds like, and and we've been experiencing too, that there's a certain percentage of the day you're going to walk around feeling a little provoked and it's all what you do with that emotion and what you do with your mouth. Because 
I think there's, whether they're little jabs or whether it's the kid that walks out and is like, shut up, don't talk to me, get me a bagel. It's yeah. like, um, it, it, I mean, not that that should ever feel normal, but do you think it is normal just to walk around feeling provoked in these, in, in this time of life? So, it's so normal. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and it's like certain parts of the day, it's, it's probably actually like all the time when you're around your kids and then you either, you know, get used to it and you don't do anything about it or it just constantly, you know, is a struggle for you because of different, you know, issues that are going to constantly arise. Yep. And would part of this is, so if the, you know, this topic is like closeness, like, do you think you can experience that closeness, but still have these, that, that emotion, like carrying that around in a suitcase off to the side, but not, you know, yeah, not jabbing back or. Absolutely. Yeah, that's right. And this is where, this is where it gets into the, what comes out of your mouth, right? This is right. comes out of what type of parent do you want to be? And it's not, it's just complicated because some of us have kids who, you know, we want, they, we can lay down on their bed with them and they're 15. We say, Hey, how was your day? And they're going to tell us. Yes. And, yep. and then we're going to hear things that are going to make us emotional. <laughs> and some yeah. of us have kids that listen to these podcast or read our articles or go to our stuff and they go, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm Wendy, I said what you want me to say. Yeah. Sean, I did that tool. And it's still rejection after rejection because you can't dance with somebody who doesn't want to dance with you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And uh, now what I obviously teach is actually tools to get that person to dance with you because by allowing Beautiful. your teenager to spend their whole world in their bedroom or doing X, Y, and Z, you're enabling that. You're funding it. And now you're whining about it because you're allowing it. Exactly. This. So you did that to yourself. But yeah, let's. And so, but yes, the, that's the good news. So, right. So the painful side of parenting is parenting is painful. Welcome to the experience. Welcome to the journey. <laughs> Get ready to know yourself, and then you decide what comes out of your mouth. Yeah. And then yeah. the other side of it is, yeah, good news. Hey, there's a lot of creative tools and approaches for yes. you to really uh, parent in maturity and wisdom and to, um, to lead your kids into a healthy spot. You cannot control any person, but you can't control yourself. That's all good news. Families, I have a question for you. Would you love to be able to set really strong boundaries and rules with your children and then follow through with consistency and firm kindness? If yes, listen up. I have a program called the Firm and Kind Parenting Blueprint that I'd love for you to go check out. You can learn more over at freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash firm and kind. Inside of this quick, easy to finish program, I'll teach you four steps to really setting those strong roles, but then following through in a way where you're using connection and firm kindness. And what I'll teach you will actually cause your children to want to cooperate with you because they truly respect you and value the rule and the boundary and understand how it serves them, not just something that they have to do or else. And it's just an incredible feeling when you go to bed at night knowing that you followed through on the rules and the strong boundaries in your home without relying on hand-me-down parenting tactics like fear, force, threats, yelling, harsh punishments that really create usually fear in your household, right? We want our children to listen to us because they respect us and because they understand why being part of the team, cooperating well, 
respecting rules, all those things, why that feels good as a human being. We want to do those things um, in ways that cause our children to want to respect us, not just because they're scared of us or a consequence. And that's exactly what I'm going to teach you inside this program. So again, head on over to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash firm and kind to learn more. But in under an hour, this program will teach you some really effective strategies on how to create agreements with your kids instead of compliance statements, which is where a lot of parents go wrong and why their children don't end up respecting the rules or the agreements that they've made. And then I'm going to teach you how to use empathy. I'll teach you how to engage your kids' critical thinking skills when you tell them to do something and they say no. And then I'm also going to encourage you to understand how to empower your children. When children feel empowered, especially strong-willed kids, they will cooperate a whole heck of a lot easier. Okay? So I want you to go learn about this program and let me know if you have any questions, freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash firm and kind. Absolutely. Yes. Yep. And the connection, you know, it's like we always say it here at Fresh Start Family, like more than any strategy or method or any type of approach you have with your kids, it's the relationship that you have with them that is going to get you smoothly through the day over everything else. So whether you call it relationship, closeness, connection, like put a lot of your eggs in that basket. And just remember families that generational cycles will get passed on and you can be the one to break them. And so that's definitely how I feel with my daughter on this one. It doesn't painful generational cycles don't have to be like, you know, physical abuse, sexual abuse, like verbal abuse, like it it can be that but it also can just be a disconnected relationship, right? And so I know I'm serious about breaking that and, and learning the tools. And I'm really looking forward to just following more of your work, Sean, because I know you'll be a great guide for us as we navigate these teen years with Stella because um, it is it you, you have to know how to process those emotions when they come your way. And your kid says, I, you know, I just want you to drop me off. I don't I, I'm embarrassed. Yeah. She literally said that to us the other day. Mom, I'm so sorry. I can't tell you why. Because I was like, we are like the coolest. We are like the coolest. We have like skate parks in our house. And like, we like go to, we take you to see Metallica in Ireland at a castle. Like, aren't we the coolest? You know, and she's like, Mom, I can't explain it. But I'm just, I feel embarrassed when you're around. And, you know, so anyways, but yeah, the closest of connection. But I'm looking to break that generational cycle because it doesn't have to be. And I know as a parenting educator and listening to you speak, like, It is if we want our teens to, you know, and this is going to be our topic number two, um, aiming for strong rules and limits with flexibility, we have a greater chance of being those firm, strong, kind leaders in our home where our kids respect our rules and boundaries when we have the closeness and connection. So parents, put your eggs in that basket. And let's talk about this second point. So aiming for strong rules and limits with flexibility, because obviously, um, you know, you got to have the strong rules and boundaries. I mean, the kids in the room all the time is a perfect example, right? So we at Fresh Start Family, like we have um, a lesson all about technology in our Bonfire member library. And we talk about this all the time is setting up the patterns and the habits from a very young age. So of course, we're not perfect here. And we've had a firm rule that our kids are not allowed to take the devices into their room from a very young age. Um, So that's just one example of how we have tried to set it up for the future so we don't end up. Yeah, but there's a firm, firm rule here. Like. And, and we also don't do the murder video games. Like we don't, we don't happen to have a console at this point where we're like, we're like no to the Fortnite because we're just like, 
No. So those are just two examples yeah. of the firm rules. But how do you keep that going, Sean? Um, you know, uh, and have flexibility. I know we could talk about this for like an extra hour, but what are your top takeaways? How do we keep that going? So here's here's one of the things that comes to mind for you is, hey, um, I love that you have those rules going now, and that's wonderful. Uh, kids need structure. We all need yeah. boundaries. Yet with raising teens, it's not going to be smooth sailing. Like here's the <laughs> yes. reality. One yeah. of my friends and clients, she has those same rules. I'm, I'm doing air quotes right. in my hand. <laughs> and the reality is, is that when she catches her son with a secret TikTok account, she gets sad. She gets angry. Yeah. And then when she finds out that this uh, sixth grade boy has 20,000 TikTok followers on a secret account, and that she looks at the account and she says he's actually very funny on TikTok. <laughs> That's reality. It's messy. Right. And yes. your all of your fancy Excel sheets, moms and dads that you might be making, all these rules that you had and they thrived with when they were seven or eight or eleven or twelve, like this is where the word flexibility comes in. Because if you want to throw down the hammer and say, Hey, no TikTok, you're grounded or you that you lose your phone for X, Y, and Z, throw right. out the pep talks. Hey, that that might be an effective strategy, but in the end of the day, that, that boy is bonded to TikTok. He's connected to it. He's probably gonna still cheap try to sneak it or hide it behind their your back. And he has a different value system than you than you do. Right. And so when it comes to like my world, guys, of raising, you know, teens, it has a lot to do with flexibility and choosing your battles. Yes. Because you have to just accept your kids are not like you. They're going to be different from you. And you've got to choose which battles you want to pick. I always tell people there's two battles I think every parent needs to pick. But you should pick your own battles because I know a lot of parents, they have a long list of battles they pick. You know, a long list. And then that's going to sabotage your closeness, which is leading us right to how we started this. I mean, how we speak, the battles we pick, that all either builds closeness or sabotages it. That all, all those things, what we say, either leads them to want to go to Starbucks with us, to go to the Cherry Festival with us, or not, right? Yes. We, yep. Yeah. And I was just going to ask because, like, this flexibility too. I think. You know, when you have mom and dad trying to stay on the same page can be tricky, too, because if I decide to be flexible on something without counseling oh, yeah. this one over here right. or vice versa, I'd be like, wait, I thought we were doing this. Right. And then it's like, right. oh, you just opened up the slippery slope. Oh, yeah. That's a whole um, different topic. Exactly. <laughs> but, it's, like, but, yeah. it's like she went, yeah, she <laughs> kind of went behind your back and that causes marital problems. So, yeah, most... People that have struggling teens, they're struggling with their marriage, right? Yeah. Yeah, this is why I kind of like my work, like I really use words a lot. So like kind of what I do is uh, with what our team, my team and I do, we actually are teachers. We teach emotional quotient. We teach yes. emotional intelligence. We teach teenagers things they're never going to learn in schools. One day in the future, schools are going to change. And they're going to take out a lot of stupid stuff that they don't yep. need. Yeah. Dumb stuff. And they're going to put in important things like how to have a healthy conflict disagreement, 
how to overcome anger and anxiety without medication, how to balance screens in your life, how to build self-esteem within, how to deal with sibling rivalry, how to stand up to a bully, how to right, how to how to do self-care, right? And so right now, that's kind of what we do with our, our tween, teen, and college-age clients. And then we teach parents communication skills that all lead into what we just call as win-win. This is where I talk about words. Win-win. Right, so what the mom did in this situation with the TikTok kid is she and her husband worked out a win-win. And Terry, you alluded to the fact of how important it is to have win-wins, you know, with your own spouse or your own mm-hmm. co-parent. Right, win-wins because modern teens are actually most, almost all of them are actually very down with that term, and words yeah. really matter. So you say the word rule to a modern teen, it's probably not going to go down very well. You know, you say the word limits, it, they might fight you on that. Or yeah. you'll hide you or lie to you to your face or behind your back. So words really matter in like, in my world, right? And this yeah. is why let's be flexible. Son, I want to work with you. I, I don't want to control you. I, I, I want you to feel free to be the man you want to be. But son, um, I, I, I have feelings too. And like yeah. this is what I feel about this topic. So son, can we work together? Can we have a win-win, right? Or daughter, I don't, I don't want you to feel... I don't want you to feel this way around me. I mean, I, I really want us to be close. I don't want this topic to uh, come between us, mm-hmm. which is like, see, I'm modeling something which might sound foreign to some parents because what we believe might be, you know, good to say to a 17-year-old, I don't care if you hate me. This is the way it is. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. What yeah. did you just say? You just like, okay, I hate you. They don't care about anything now. Right. They don't care about the cherry festival, about your religion, about your feelings. They yeah. just they hate you. So you've got to go back to the drawing board and you've got to re- reestablish the connection, the feelings. So I just talk about feelings. I teach people how to talk about feelings with teens and teach teens how to talk about feelings because they're not going to learn it from school. The teens learn how to talk about feelings for better or worse from who, you guys? For who? Yes. Yep. Yeah. For, from us, from our lack of, right? When you you do not talk world, about feelings. Yeah. yeah. And you learn that from your parents. But I love, listeners, I want you to, to make sure you are understanding Sean very clearly here because what... I I hear you saying, Sean, and what we are so passionate about helping families understand is that this is, you know, when Sean's talking about having flexibility with, um, you know, and with with your kids, with your teens, these um, children in their second decade of life, this is not permissiveness. What what I hear Sean saying and what I love to teach families also is that if you want to be firm with your kids... Be firm, again, in breaking the generational cycles. Be firm in being committed to teaching them the life skills that they need to be successful in life. Be firm with never giving up on your children and just saying, well, it's easier to let my kid say he hates me and go back in his room and play his Xbox while I scroll social media and kill or and have a glass of wine and numb my pain. Like, that's where I think the firmness comes in. Like, never give up on your children. And like Sean said... The new paradigm around parenting is to fix problems, you have to teach life skills. So you have to teach self-regulation. You have to model self-regulation. You have to teach self-control. You have to model self-control. You have to teach self-management, right? You have to teach emotion processing, um, all these things that you got to get the support for yourself first, and then you can help your children. But 
that's what, you know, I think we're talking about when we say, like, we want to have strong rules and boundaries with flexibility is it's no longer the my way or the highway. Because if you try to do it, you're going to probably lose yes. your kids. And and it's not like just now you're going to lose them. Like, back in my day, I was a straight-A student. I did great in my sports. And Terry and I have been together since I was 17. I know I always ask. 16? 17? 17. 17. <laughs> I was fresh 17, but man, I was partying. I was doing a lot of stuff. I was getting in cars and driving with drunk drivers. I mean, it was the amount of stuff that was going on that did not include healthy life skills was nuts. Like it was not like life skills, emotion processing. Oh my gosh. It was not a thing. But on the surface level, I was getting straight A's. I graduated early from high school. Like, I mean, it was nuts, right? But, oh, my gosh. On the surface, we don't want our kids just to be these, you know, shiny objects that go off to college. We want to be close. We want them to have integrity, you know. Yes, yes. Kindness. And, and yeah, I'm glad you you, uh, kind of talked to your listeners about that. So, yes, I love boundaries. Every team needs boundaries. I said the two things, especially every parent, every modern parent needs to have boundaries. I would say, for sure, you got to start with screens. Yep. And you gotta start with drugs. Yep. Which are actually the same thing. Right, exactly. <laughs> drinks and yes. stru- drugs are screens and screens are drugs. This is actually how what I've been listening to thousands and thousands of parents over the last three months of quarantine. This is partly why so many of our kids are actually doing well during the quarantine is because they're self-medicating themselves with these screens, these powerful screens. Now, is there a lot of other issues going on? Yes. But yeah, right. that's this is where it gets so challenging, right? Because I want to be a parent. I want to set up boundaries for you around the world because I love you. And so yeah, how do we do that in a, in a win-win capacity while still nurturing that closeness? What a dance it is, right? What an adventure. Yes. Well, and something I'm realizing too is like, you know, so our daughter, she's like a master negotiator and like, you know, she'll kind of keep pecking at you for a long time. And it can be really tough, but I'm seeing it in a new light that like, actually all we're doing is keeping dialogue open. And she's learning new ways to approach us on things while we're still able to express how we're feeling about a certain subject or a limit or whatever. And she's finding a new way to talk to us instead of us just shutting the door on it and then Mm -hmm. getting rid of the conversation altogether. It's actually a good thing that she's keeping going because I'm seeing it even... Um, now thinking about like some of the things that she was expressing as being embarrassing or that she didn't want to take part in anymore. She's doing this funny thing. Like last night she was respectfully sitting while you were, um, while you were making some dinner and she was approaching it like, Hey guys, I don't want to like offend you. I don't want to like, this is not where this is coming from. Um, but I wanted to, um, just, air out the idea of maybe my friend coming with me on this shopping trip because I feel like walking into a store with my friend, even if you guys are there, would be less embarrassing. And again, I'm not trying to offend you guys <laughs> or anything. But yeah, it, it was, it was she's, she's doing this whole she's doing this whole thing yeah. that I joke around about it. It's like it's like Ricky Bobby from Talladega Nights. He's like with all due respect. He's like, he's like <laughs> if you say that, you can say no, anything it's after. It's from super bad. It's from super bad too. Remember? Well, that's in, in that too. Yeah. He's but, like, with all due respect, yeah, Olmec that is too, yeah. stupid. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, yeah. And and Ricky Bobby too. Uh, but anyways, the where 
you know, a couple weeks ago, she wasn't approaching it that way, and we weren't taking it that way. Like, I remember being like, when I found out that she was embarrassed in my car, oh, yes, I was yes, like, yes, yeah, she right, was... she just doesn't know what a cool car is. I'm like, you I know. I wasn't supposed to tell you that. Because <laughs> 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 it's like a vintage BMW, and it, it's, huh. um, it's his baby, but. Somehow uh-huh. embarrassed. Um, <laughs> I, so I don't understand that, but. Um, <laughs> But anyways, she where the dialogue has stayed open, and yeah, so yeah. we're she's approaching it in new ways, and we're still a, we're able to connect in new ways right. and, and evolve because together. If she didn't feel comfortable coming to you, if she didn't feel safe, if she couldn't trust you, we always talk about us trusting our kids. But if she didn't trust trust you to have an open mind to this, how would she have? How could she have responded? Right. Yes, uh, she wouldn't have said anything. And she probably would have, um, that, that's the thing I see that, that happens in the second generation. They just withdraw more than anything. Would you agree? They just withdraw. And then they, like, they say, you know, you won't understand or you'll lecture me or like, you know. So, yeah, I, I, what I do actually with our work is we, we've established even, we've established these words. So withdraw is one word of, we call them reactions. Yeah. Right, so some people can withdraw. There can be lying, white lying. It could be blaming, you know, yes. victim mentality. Yeah. So yeah, modern, modern teens do a lot of withdrawing, but they also do a lot of yelling, a lot of nagging, a lot of aggression. Yeah. A lot of people pleasing too. Yeah. There's a lot of, lot of it. And so yeah, this is where we, as parents, uh, it's like a big invitation to us. Do we want to accept the invitation to emotion coach our children and step into that pain? Yeah. Of doing that. That so challenging pain of trying to teach our kids communication skills, emotion skills, right? It's so painful. Yep. And, and like, you know, it's like I always say, or I've heard someone really wise say this, this was not my creation, but pain in life is inevitable and in parenting, right? But suffering is not, right? So especially like those of you who from an early age, like with us, with our daughter, we realized from a very young age, we had a a really strong-willed child. And and even now we like, I like to call them our future leaders, you know, our kids who have a strong desire to feel powerful, but we could feel that from the very beginning. And then, you know, you have that flare up at other times in life too, but the, like at these power surge stages of life that we're talking about in toddlers, tweens, and teens, but the win-wins is one way of dissolving power struggles with integrity, right? So, you know, you teach, I'm sure, a gazillion ways to do win-wins in your programs. Here at Fresh Start Family, we teach um, a very like focused strategy with a win-win, which is just, I feel blank. I want blank. How are we going to make this work? Like so uh-huh. simple, right? Yeah. Yeah. But it's just yeah. one strategy to dissolve the power struggle. So that power struggle Terry's talking about was, hey, Stella, we want to take you out for your sixth grade graduation to go shopping and go to a special dinner with mom and dad. And she's like, uh, uh, like at first she's like, great. And then it turned into oh no, right. turned into no, right. I, I don't, not, not, it didn't, wasn't this black and white, but let's just for parents to understand it turned into, you know, I want to take my friend. And we were like, not really, but this is, you can see it this way is, no, you can't take your friend. And she was like, well, yes, I can. And we were like, no, you can't. Yes, I can. So that's a power struggle, right? So it's yes, like, it is, yeah. how are you going to choose to dissolve that families? You can either lay the smack down and say, well, fine, done. We're not Closeness, going. connection, right. ended, right. relationship, uh, your ability to coach, like everything's done. Or you can step in to a little bit of painfulness. Instead of watching the world news, you actually go out back, you know, 
sit down and say, okay, let's talk about this. Let me coach you. And again, because the pain is inevitable, right? You're a parent, you're raising human souls, but the suffering is inevitable. You don't have to suffer through that. It can actually create closeness in your relationship if you just see it through with them. So I love win-wins also. I think, um, you know, our first time, um, and we'll wrap it up here in a second after this, but our our first time I remember ever doing win-wins with our kids was we always encourage parents You know, you do it first with your older one to get the hang of it. Actually, the way we teach it is you do it first with your spouse. Like you could even like make up something in the kitchen on Saturday morning. I want to have eggs. You want to have oatmeal. Like let's fight about it. And then let's do a win-win is like a funny way to model it. But then you do it with your oldest and then you can actually teach your children to do it together if you have siblings. But I'll never forget the first time my kids were successful doing it. Uh, They were about seven and four. And they used to come home because my kids have always been two that fight a lot. They're just, they're passionate. Like, we love that. We're like, yes, yeah, have a yeah. voice. Don't be like, right. yes, we love it. But they'd come home and they'd fight over this one beige chair. You remember the beige chair, oh, yeah. Terry? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It was the first chair we ever had for Stella. It was in her room. I nursed her the first year of her life and it. it moved downstairs. They would run in. They would fight over it. And one night we came home and I was like, dude, I'm so done with this. And I finally got enough courage to sit there and work through the pain of it, not suffering, but the pain of it to say, we are not going anywhere until we do this win-win and we get through it. Because in the past I had just like snuffed it out or, you know, been like, that's it. You're the oldest, you know better, blah, blah, blah. So that night I was like, okay guys, here's the sheet. Like you are old enough, four-year-old, you are old enough, seven-year-old. And, um, and they sat there and did it and I took me coaching, but it took about 25 minutes. And at the very end, they had come up with a plan on how they were going to share this stupid chair. And, Uh and this is what happens. And tell me if you agree with this, Sean, but, um, this is what happens at the end of win wins guys. These kids or you and them, you're closer, you're high-fiving, you're hugging, you feel empowered. No one's gotten overstepped. No one's gotten like disrespected. No one's overpowered another person. You've just actually come together with another human being to hold space, to have empathy, to get creative, which empathy leads to, right? Creativity. And then all of a sudden you have a closer relationship and the um, confidence and, and the feeling of power that you worked through something really hard with someone. So I love that story. And then now, like, um, you, we can give you an example of how that turned into a strengthened skill set that then they are able to do now at 12 and 9 when we were in Ireland last year. Um, we were at dinner one night. And we were exhausted. We had just seen, like, a giant concert the night before. And we go out to dinner and they start fighting over well, Stella, our strong-willed ones. Like, I want to sit in that corner. And they start bickering. And we were like, dude, do a win-win. We were just like, red wine, please. We're exhausted. Uh-huh. You guys uh-huh. handle it. We're not going to handle uh-huh. it for you. Right. And they handled yeah. it. And yeah. they, they, she decided That's to exchange wonderful. this drumstick with him. And he built like a little skate park thing out of it. They okay. switched seats. And it was done. We didn't have to do anything, That's right? Like. Crazy. And so that's what happens, right? But but yep. there's pain in the beginning. You have there to sure endure the hardship of getting out of the cycle that you were in of overpowering or laying out the threat. And then in the end, it's like, those are human beings. They're not perfect. We're not perfect. But they are going to walk into the world as adults with the ability to talk to their colleague like that instead totally of being, like, or their employee, instead of yep. being like, that's it, dude, you're done. And it's, yes. it just lights me up, and um, I just love that you're teaching parents this, and um, it's just really, really powerful stuff, guys. But remember, you just you, there's going to be pain involved. Don't succumb to it. Just just be okay with the mess. Like 
you're doing yes. a great job, but just make sure you stay supported with Sean, with Fresh Start Family, whatever it is. So every every home is a school. Yeah, that's a great story right there, Wendy. Of the teachers allowing the kids to use their tools, the parents having self control, and these two young children having the tools to be able to work out and solve their own problems. And that's like a great A, right? They yeah. they got an A on the test, <laughs> yeah. right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, I think there's oh, this idea too, like, you know, parents are like, but it's not working or it doesn't work. I think, I think mm-hmm. there's this misconception that like working is some final thing, like some, like I said this, everybody hushed, understood exactly everything, changed the way they were doing things. And then there was peace. I would actually yeah. say working actually looks a little bit more like there there might have been some tears, there might have been some embarrassment in the restaurant and everything, but right. you empowered them with some tools, and then yes. they solved it on their own. I'd say that is working more than you waving some wand, Definitely. them seeing some sort of fear, and then just shutting up and going in their corners. That's not yes. going to work when they're 16. <laughs> No, we had a uh, two-hour-long family meeting this last Saturday morning, and we're going to have another one to actually follow up on it. So in my work, we teach a lot about the power of a family meeting with teens because the sibling, the sisterly issue was just like, you know, going big in a negative way. And so, yeah, we stepped into that pain. It was just hard for all of us. But, yeah, this is a part of what it means to be a healthy family, right, is to not avoid, to not control, to not people please. And I have this – I love to say this like little cliche that I love to tell everybody. And and as I say it, I just hope all your listeners with tweens or teens just take a big, deep breath and smile. Cause I think it's, it's such a great truth is, you know, you can still be a great parent and have a troubled teen. Awesome. Still yes. be a great parent and have a troubled teen because parents were teachers. We just Beautiful. teach wisdom. We just teach and it's their job to be learners and so if your teen is troubled, but you are, you're in the thick of it, you're grinding, you're, you're teaching, you're loving as best as you can, you're succeeding. You're a great parent in my book. Yeah. Yes. Yep. And if you have a, pay, a teen that's learning, there's a good chance that you are learning, which means you are a successful parent, right? Like as long as you're learning, you're doing great. <laughs> oh, John, it's, oh yeah. my gosh. I'm, I feel so blessed that we got to sit with you for this last hour. I know this was really something Terry and I were looking forward to. Um, and we, of course, you did not disappoint. So thank you. Tell our listeners where they can find you. Um, do you have any upcoming programs? I know we're recording this in um, early July. I'm not sure exactly when it'll come out. But what do you have going on? Where can they find you? I know yeah, I'm excited to... A- Oh, thank you. Yeah, I always have a bunch of things going on through my website, parentingmodernteens.com. Right now I have a a free weekly live uh, experience with me. It's called How to Parent Modern Teens Without the Stress. I have an Instagram page called The Family Coach. And there's always little, always creative things that we have going on. I have an online community and a bunch of other good stuff. So, yeah, love to have you check it out. Oh, thank you, Sean. Yeah, this has been awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you, Terry. Thank you, Wendy. Thanks so much for having me, guys. That was really fun. You. All right. For links and more information about everything we talked about in today's episode, head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash 81. For more information, go to freshstartfamilyonline.com. Thanks for listening, families. Have a great day. 
All right, listeners, that's a wrap. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed recording it for you. As we wrap up here, don't forget to DM me the word shift or head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash discipline to grab your free discipline quick start learning bundle. You'll get immediate access to download our extensive learning guide where I'll share five ways you can ditch the old school hand-me-down punishment mindset beliefs and thoughts that are causing you to react like a volcano instead of respond like the firm, kind, respectful teacher you are at your core. And then you'll also get immediate access to my on-demand workshop where I'll teach you our three core Fresh Start family strategies that make up a strong, compassionate, disciplined toolkit, as well as my favorite logical consequences that not only work with kids of all ages, but do wonders to unite you with your child and strengthen your relationship, even in your kid's worst moments. So pop on over to Instagram right now and just shoot me a DM with the word shift and I'll send you a personal link to download that bundle right away. Or you can head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash discipline to get access immediately. All right. Thanks for listening and I'll see you inside that free bundle and also inside the next episode.